0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: 113 to 112 with 8.9 seconds remaining.
2: It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game.
3: Warriors Wrap-Up starts now. Wow. Just Wow. I mean, it's been that kind of week for the Golden State Warriors. We welcome you into Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. My name is Evan Giddings. After the Warriors fall in Los Angeles, the final score today, Clippers 113, Warriors 112. You heard it there from Tim Roy. As you do every single game on 95.7 The Game, your voice of Warriors basketball. And he was just about as astonished as I think the rest of us are. Considering the way that this game went, it was about in as much control for the Warriors as you could hope for. They led by as many as 22. 15 seconds into the third quarter, they led 70-48. to 48. That was their largest lead of the game. They led by double digits in the fourth. And they were doing it against a Clippers team that they defeated on Thursday night. They had a chance to put together a home-and-home set of wins. And instead, for the second time in less than seven days, they blow a 20-plus point lead. In Sacramento, it was 24. Here this afternoon, it was 22. And as much as there were a lot of good things that happened in this basketball game for the Warriors, the loss unfortunately mars a lot of that. And so I'm curious how the fan base is feeling right now about the state of the Warriors, especially coming off another gut punch of an L that moves Golden State back two games below five hundred to nine and eleven overall. Now five hundred on the road. Uh, the Clippers, by the way, advancing now nine and ten. But eight at eight, nine five seven, nine five seven zero is the number. If you want to call in, let me know how you're feeling on the Comcast Business Text Line. What did you think about the finish of that game? What did you think about the totality of that game? Everyone, welcome you into YouTube. Appreciate you watching out there and listening, of course, as always on the Odyssey app. Again, my name is Evan Giddings with you on Warriors Wrap-Up. After the Warriors fall to the L.A. Clippers, they mustered just 45 points in the second half. They allowed 55 points in the second half. And this was a Clippers team that, again... Coming into this game, and we talked about it both on Warriors this week as well as Warriors Live, I felt like they were a Clippers team that was ready to roll over, that was ready to take a punch and lay down. And to their credit, they didn't today. But I think the Warriors allowed them into this game, and they allowed them to gain momentum in a, in a fashion in which, again, look, halftime, unlike Thursday night, and this was, was kind of something that I was wondering if the Clippers would would. Got to get back into the game on Thursday. It was a quick 5-0 run at the end of the half for LA that cut a 16-point Warriors lead to an 11-point Warriors lead. And then the lead got down to four, and it felt like the Clippers were on their high horse, and they were gaining some steam. And then a 10-0 run presented by Klay Thompson in the third quarter of the game on Thursday really created cushion that the Warriors needed and rode to a 6.1. Here today, I mean, they finished the first half about as highly as you could hope, Stephen Curry goes on a personal 8-0 run to end that half. They're up by 19. They're cruising. Draymond Green's hitting threes. He hit four. He had a fantastic game. 21 points, nine rebounds, four assists, only three turnovers. Hit hit eight of his 15 shots. Brandon Pachemski plays a game-high 37 minutes along with Stephen Curry. Curry, 11 assists, only two turnovers. But again, what went wrong down the end of that basketball game? And yes, 20-point leads aren't probably created as you know protectively as they were 20 years ago, but it's still a 20-point lead, and this is the second time in three games that the Golden State Warriors have lost when they have led by 20 or more. And just to put this in perspective of how little this happens specifically to Golden State under Steve Kerr, the Warriors entering this game were 288 in 4 in regular season and playoff games since Steve Kerr arrived when leading by 20 plus in a game. And this week they are now 0 and 2 in said situations. That stat's courtesy of Josh Dubow of the Associated Press. Again, 288 in 4 under Steve Kerr when leading by 20 or more points in the regular season or playoff games. And they were 0-2 this week in such situations, of course, on the road in Sacramento on Tuesday night and then here this afternoon against the Los Angeles Clippers at Crypto.com Arena. The Warriors blew a lead of 20-plus points for the second time in the week. That's the first time that has happened since 2002, or the 2001-2002 season. And for those of you like myself who are Area natives and familiar with Golden State Warriors back basketball in the early 2000s, that was not a pretty time. The Warriors have according to their their own voices, aspirations to win a championship. Right now, it doesn't look like it. And this was a game that I, I didn't necessarily felt like was pivotal. It's not going to make or break your season. But in order for me to look at the game on Thursday with validity and to put emphasis into what that victory was at home at Chase Center, I did want to see the Warriors win this basketball game today. And I I, I saw a lot of good. But it's impossible to overlook the letter L with the way that the Warriors looked again earlier this week and then here against the Clippers team that up until about the third quarter was kind of sleepwalking. I thought they took a lot of easy shots or bad shots, but easy way out type of shots. They were hanging their hats on whether or not they were going to make threes. They were living and dying with bad shots. They were lazy in transition. The Warriors were getting the loose balls. They were winning 50-50 balls. Moses Moody was fantastic. The bench was good again, and specifically Brendan Pachemski, who I think has made a name for himself now in back-to-back performances in which he's put his name on the map without Chris Paul. And look, I know the Warriors are shorthanded. They don't have Andrew Wiggins for a second consecutive game. They don't have Chris Paul for a second consecutive game. Gary Payton II is on the shelf for some time. But with the way that they controlled the game for, I would say, 30 minutes of the 48, and then things started to not go there, where, of course, in that third quarter, I mean, this is another gut punch of a loss. And so I want to hear how you're feeling after the L in which the Golden State Warriors fall to the Los Angeles Clippers, 113-112 in Los Angeles. 888-957-9570 is the number. Evan Giddings with you here on Warriors Wrap-Up. That's also the number for the Xfinity, pardon me, the Comcast Business Text Line, and appreciate you joining us here after a loss. For the 510, starting to feel like Mark Jackson, the Mark Jackson era. Well, we always had a lead going into the fourth, but you know that you're going to blow it. Uh, From the 510, uh, the keys of the game... Uh, again we're you know to stop throwing it up from 3 point range. I don't think they did that tonight. I mean the Warriors I thought took good shots. I think for most of the game they took care of the basketball. But then the Clippers absolutely just forced their way back into this basketball game and it really started in the third quarter. And in fact, the fact that the the, the Clippers only had a lead for what the final 8.9 seconds of this game in which Paul George hit a step back three, that was the first and the only time and the final time that the Clippers led in this game, if not for Klay for Thompson hitting some tough shots, for Moses Moody making some hustle plays, for Brandon Pachensky doing his thing, for Draymond Green, who had another offensive explosion tonight, his first 20-point game of the season, in which he hit four three-point shots, the Clippers might have been able to grab a hold of this game earlier. And I'm just looking at this third quarter in which you know, the Warriors come out again. They're up by 22 points. They're up by... 22-70 to 48 at the 11:45 mark of the third quarter, and Paul George comes out and he starts jacking it. He starts shooting, and you oh, know the Warriors start to kind of let them back into this game. Six minute mark or the five minute mark, pardon me, it's still a 17 point lead. Warriors are up 85 to 68, but then over the next 40 seconds, a Clippers 7-0 run, the Warriors foul trouble getting them in trouble again as L.A. went 8-of-8 on free throws in the third quarter. James Harden starts to cook. A 13-2 L.A. run in which Harden scores 10 points. He had 15 points in the third quarter. And it goes from up 22 down to 2. And a Klay Thompson couple of baskets down the stretch of that third quarter allowed the Warriors to head into the fourth with a little bit of cushion, but still it's all the way down to a seven-point lead, 92-85 to heading into the fourth quarter. And so the question becomes, can the Warriors close? Can they finish a game in which they have controlled for the majority of the contest? Though the momentum certainly swung back in the direction of the Clippers, the Warriors had multiple opportunities down the stretch of this game to close it out. And if you want to say, look, a 20-point lead is not as big as it used to be, especially with how you know prolific some offenses can be. Uh, number one, I'd say the Clippers haven't shown themselves to be that yet this year. This is their first fourth-quarter double-digit comeback this season, the first time they've come back from down 20 in a game this year. But the Warriors also had a five-point lead with 66 seconds left in the game, and they could not find a way to close it out. 888-957-9570 is the number. Evan Giddings with you here on Warriors Wrap-Up, and, and right now it, it is... It is difficult to see the Warriors as a team that is anything but inconsistent at this point. I know they started six and two, and I know then they went into a lull. They lost two of eight, or pardon me, two of ten, in fact, and then it felt like they got back on track on Thursday. But how would they respond today? Well, they responded well in the first half. They responded well, even maybe about midway through the third quarter, the first thirty minutes of this game. I, I thought the Warriors. Looked like the Golden State Warriors of old. We were talking about Draymond Green in his throwback game. Stephen Curry is the point guard with Chris Paul out. Moses Moody is doing a fine job filling in for Andrew Wiggins. Brendan Pachemski off the bench. I mean, there was a lot that I had planned on talking about in this postgame show here on Warriors Wrap-Up that was positive for Golden State. But again, it all feels marred by another catastrophic loss, by another gut punch of a loss. By blowing a 20-point lead that, again, the Warriors had not done more than four times in the entire Steve Kerr era entering this week, and they did it twice in seven days. So, you know, what 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 do you think went wrong down the stretch of this game? Five fourth-quarter five fourth turnovers for Golden State. The Clippers, by the way, also had multiple three-pointers that could have tied or sent them ahead. I think tied is probably the, the best... Um, you know, from the corner, I think there was a couple. Norman Powell missed one. Terrence Mann missed one with a chance to tie. And so the Warriors had their opportunities. They played from ahead the entirety of this game outside of the final 8.9 seconds. You know, A beautiful out of bounds play set up for Brandon Pachensky when it was 107 106. Clay's the inbounder, clears out Terrence Mann. Draymond Green hits Pachensky, who glides in for two. Kawhi loses a possession turnover. Moody draws a clear path foul to put the Warriors up by five. Though he did miss one of the free throws, you had a five-point lead with 66 seconds left. Then the defensive breakdowns enter. James Harden ends up for a layup. A possession later, Kawhi Leonard coasts to the basket. And then Curry, unfortunately, is unable to close out the game with a step-back 18-footer with 18 seconds left that would have put the Warriors up by four. Russell Westbrook grabs the rebound, streams it up court. Paul George hits a step-back three-pointer and that was the dagger. With nine seconds left in the game, Paul George hit a 26-foot step-back three-pointer that gave the Clippers their first and final lead. 113-112, that is the final score here for Golden State in L.A. as they fall to the Clippers. They are now 9-10 and on the year, 9-11 and on the year, pardon me. Two games under five hundred. And I want to hear from you at eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's the number. Also the number for the for the Comcast business text line. Shout out to Oakland and talk to Gene. Let's get this thing rolling here on Warriors Wrap Up. What's up, Gene? You're on with Evan. How you feeling after the game, man? What's going on?
1: I'm feeling frustrated. Uh, you know, I, I thought we had this one. Um, look, these fourth quarter fades have become a real problem in the last two years. I don't know whether it's, you know, old age fatigue or what. Um, I know part of the problem. And I'll get to that in a second, but first of all, uh, props to Steve Kerr. I mean, playing the kids at the end, especially in crunch time, a lot of us have been wanting to see that and I'm, I'm glad he did it. Uh, sure. They made a couple of mistakes, but they, I thought they, you know, they fared well, availed themselves well at the end. And I hope he keeps doing that because we're going to need these guys, you know, Moody and even Kaminga and of course, uh, Pajemski as we move forward. Um, But on the negative side, you know, listen, I followed Curry from the beginning. I think he's one of the, I think he's the best warrior of all time and one of the 10 best players of all time. But the one, the one big knock against him is those do or die shots. He just can't seem to do it. He's 0 for 12 in the playoffs. We know that. He's also not a whole lot better in the regular season. So, and I know a lot of those shots he shouldn't be taking anyway because he's double teamed, but he got a wide open mid-range that he should have made tonight. If he makes that, the game's over, probably. So, uh, I you know, it, it's frustrating. The guy's, once again, one of the greatest ever. But I hope he gets over the hump and starts making those shots.
3: Appreciate it, Gene. Yeah, I think frustration is is a great word to describe this game, and especially the, the final minute. Stephen Curry unable to hit an 18-foot step back that would ice the game. And then you still had, even after Paul George hit the step back three, You call a timeout, Steve Kerr manages his timeouts properly, unlike, you know, you can make the case against Sacramento, in which they were stuck with no timeouts. You have 8.2 to get a, a good shot. You only need a basket. You don't need a three. And yet the Warriors end up with Draymond Green taking a corner three, a contested corner three, and that's the final look that they get. Stephen Curry doesn't get a look in the final shot of the game. And I don't know if it's because Kawhi Leonard was on him, if Paul George was willing to help. But but Stephen Curry, down the stretch of this game, was not a score that the Warriors needed to close. Like we saw him, in fact, close on Thursday. Because it may go over some people's head, but they only won that game on Thursday night at Chase Center by six points. And Steph Curry scored six of the final eight, I believe, primarily trying to go one-on-one. He had a good luck here this afternoon, and it didn't fall. You know, Steph Curry in the second half did not score that much for the Warriors. Now, he, I thought he was a great facilitator this afternoon. He had 11 assists. He only had two turnovers. He's got, now got 19 assists and four turnovers in his last two games against the Clippers. But the Warriors needed him to finish that game. They needed him to close out that game. And, and it just, it really does suck the fact that Steph was the one who missed the final shot to potentially ice the game. Didn't get a look to maybe win the game, and then Paul George, who I thought you know was was kind of playing another classic too cool for school Paul George game, the most of the, most of the day, ends up hitting the biggest shot of the game. I mean, the Warriors and, and look, you're down three rotation players. There's no doubt about it. the The Clippers are largely at full strength, but they had every opportunity to shut this game down. And this was something we were talking about earlier in the day on, on Warriors this week, the fact that if you look up and down at even the Warriors' wins in recent memory, and, and unfortunately there haven't been many of them, You know they're now 3-3 three three in their last six, 3-8 in their last... 3-5 uh, in their last eight, pardon me. But against the Clippers, a six-point win at home. The Spurs, a six-point win at home. They're not a very good team. The Rockets, who the Warriors have had onage over, A five-point win at home. Even when you look at earlier in the year, when the Warriors were starting out and playing good basketball, outside of the Pelicans and the Pistons, the Warriors have not really stepped on the throat of an opponent and cruised to a win. I mean, there's been a lot of tight victories, a lot of single-digit or close-to-single-digit wins this season for the Warriors. And that has been a reason for concern. That has been a cause of an inability of, of a veteran-laden group to finish out basketball games. And so I, I wonder what you guys think, what new gals think out there is the reason for the inability of Golden State to finish out these games at 888 This is Warriors Wrap-Up. My name is Evan Giddings. I appreciate you tuning in here with us. And look, you know, from the, from the Comcast Business Text Line, for the 415, I think Steph should have driven in with his left hand, the Clippers knew Draymond wouldn't hit it. I I didn't necessarily trust Draymond to hit it. That was a, that was a tough shot. But Clay couldn't. Part of me, Steph couldn't get open with eight seconds left um, from the five one zero. When Wiggs comes back, Clay needs to be on the bench in the fourth quarter. The Clippers specifically, Paul George went after Clay. And he couldn't stop him. You know, defensively they were unable to get stops down the stretch of that game. But you know, I I I can't point at Clay and say he was the reason that the Warriors lost this game. He might have been a part of it. But Klay Thompson also hit some tough shots in which the Clippers began to surge. In fact, if not for a couple of Klay flurries in the third quarter, uh, this game might have been in control of of L.A. earlier in the fourth. They might have had an earlier lead. They might have been able to close out Golden State, who mustered just 20 points in the fourth quarter, scored just 25 in the third, and really only because of Clay's four points and back-to-back baskets at the tail end of that quarter – that wasn't an even wider margin in which the Clippers dropped thirty-seven in the third. I mean, it did take LA, no doubt about it. It took them some time to wake up in this basketball game, but the Warriors allowed a sleeping giant—I don't even want to give them the respect of a giant—they allowed a, a sleeping Clippers team to wake up, and they could not close out this game. So you know, I, if, if you want me to sit here and say it was—you know—it's was a great game for Pachemski. I, I can do that. Five of nine, two of three from distance, six rebounds, 12 points in 37 minutes. But the story of this game is the Warriors' inability to close. And again, the Warriors are not in a position in which we can look at this game and just kind of sugarcoat because not only of what just happened earlier this week, but what has been happening so far through now, 20 games in the season. Like we are a quarter of the way done, essentially. With the NBA season and the Warriors are two games below five hundred. At this point during their championship year in two thousand twenty two, they were eighteen and two. This does not feel anywhere close to that. And fortunately, they still got sixty two games left. You know, there's a lot of time to potentially turn this thing around, but if you're looking for corners to turn, for for edges to to get out in front of, I thought this was a great opportunity. This two-game stretch here against a Clippers team that the Warriors have had some onage over and a Clippers team that offers you know, a, a potential difficulty in the fact that they are generally wing-based. They got some stars. Um, you're familiar with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden. They're lesser versions of themselves. But, I mean, to me, th- this was a game that the Warriors had to have and they didn't and as much as you know it'd be great for curry to bail him out with a final shot even if the warriors had won this game even if curry hits that 3 and they go up by 4 and you know maybe they they find a way to eke out a, a single digit win on the road that's a good win but again it doesn't get down to to the to the crux of the issue which is the warriors have not been able for for a full 48 minutes outside of a couple of games this year, to go wire to wire and cruise to a win. And Steve Kerr, by the way, wanted this. You can tell by the minutes allocated in this game because the Warriors don't play until Wednesday. They got some time to to rest and, and lick their wounds and get right and when they will need to do because Portland's coming up and that's a team you absolutely cannot lose to. But Stephen Curry played 37 minutes tonight. Klay Thompson played 33. Draymond Green played 32. No one was really in foul trouble in this game. And the way that you lose a 20-point lead, it is not on one person. It's on the entire team. And that, unfortunately, is going to be on Golden State. And they're going to have to wear this loss just like they wore the Sacramento loss, which made Thursday a, a sigh of relief. You get back up off the canvas. But then you need to start moving in the right direction. And for them to revert back to what happened on Tuesday against a team that I believe is lesser than Sacramento, it's still, you know, it's on the road, but I don't think the Clippers are as good as the Kings. Maybe I could be off base there. But they lost a 22-point lead in the second half, and that is what happened. 888 957 is the number. Evan Giddings with you on Warriors Wrap-Up. Appreciate you tuning in. Also appreciate you chiming in on YouTube, Comcast Business Text Line. I uh, want to hit the phones if we can. want to go out to Danville. Where Judy is waiting and wants to talk about the final shot of that game. What's up, Judy? You're on Warriors Wrap Up. How are you?
1: Well, oh, I'm good, but I don't think I can talk now very very easily. <laughs> I'm in a store.
3: I gotcha. Um, oh, okay.
1: I think I think Steph should have been on the should've taken that last shot. I think he should have had the ball in his hands much more. I think he should have driven to the basket. Um all of the things. He just is giving it up too much. I know they're double teaming him but they used to scream for him a lot more than they are now, and it's just very frustrating because they shouldn't have lost that game.
3: I'm with you, Judy. And, yeah, a lot's going to be made of the final shot or the lack of a good look on the final shot. I mean, if you're talking about the guys on the floor down the stretch of that game, Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, Moses Moody, all three of those guys, I'd rather have taken a shot for the win than, than Draymond Green. And Draymond Green's the guy that ends up with the ball. And look, it's credit to the Clippers. They forced the ball into the hands of a guy who they were willing to live with making that shot. And he couldn't do it. And it's because Curry missed the shot before. And it's because in the final stretch of that basketball game, you look at... Once Moses Moody makes the two clear-path free throws... And I thought Moody overall, again, was a a bright spot in this game. Moody, 9 of 10 at the line, 21 points, 2 of 5 from distance, was getting to loose balls, was forcing turnovers, was keeping possession for the Warriors. Gets a clear path foul, makes two free throws. Warriors are up, 111-106, down to the 106 mark in which Klay Thompson missed a three-pointer to put him up, and that might have been the kill shot, to potentially put him up by eight. And he couldn't hit the bucket. Clippers get a rebound. Seven seconds later, James Harden goes in for the layup. And then Moses Moody gets fouled on the other end with 38 seconds left. Misses the first. Makes the second. Timeout. Kawhi Leonard gets an easy basket off a Paul George assist. And then from there, it was just stagnance from the Warriors offensively. And they wilted down the stretch of that basketball game. There's really no other way to put it which is unfortunate because you had an opportunity to get back to 500 in this game, and you could not do it. 888 957 is the number, also the number for the Comcast Business Text Line. And I'm, I'm kind of with you from the 510 here. With a 20-point lead, there's no need to dissect or argue about the last shot. I mean, you can dissect it. You can't argue about it, but it's not the only reason. It's not the biggest reason why you lost the game. You lost the game because you scored 45 points in the second half. You gave up a total of 65 points in the second half. I mean, you got dominated down the stretch of that game by a Clippers team that I I felt like coming into the game, that I felt like watching during the game, was ready to roll over, was ready to lay down, especially down the stretch there. And and it's kind of what happened on Thursday. They they got themselves back into the game, and then boom, a 10-0 run makes it a 14-point game. The Warriors were able to cruise. Well, not cruise, but they were able to use that cushion then to win by six. And right now, there are no easy Ws for the Warriors. And that's kind of what I mean is a win here today, even if we'd still be talking about the inability to, to, to close out a team, we'd still be talking about you know, some of the, the defensive miscues, some of the offensive inefficiency down the stretch, but you'd have the victory. And you be at a 500 basketball team a quarter of the way through the year. Now, you fall back to below 500. And you got Portland on the schedule, which is a winnable game, but you got OKC on Friday on the road. I mean, does anyone feel like the Warriors are going to win both of those games with confidence? I can't say so specifically because of Oklahoma City, but it's a Warriors team right now that is trying to figure out who they are. And this week, unfortunately, they have been a team that has blown two 20 point leads. And that is going to be on their resume. And that is going to be in the headlines tomorrow. And that's going to be people having, you know, that's going to be having people wondering who this Warriors team is. And right now, I can't give you that answer. I don't know who these Warriors are. They seem like they're more the team of last year than the championship team of the year before. And that was something we would hope, or we hoped, would be erased this offseason by, you know, the trade of Jordan Poole or bringing in Chris Paul and getting some veterans that can help you, like Dario Saric, you know, moving on from the Ty Jerome's and the Anthony Lambs. Having Brendan Pochemski be a bright spot. Trace Jackson Davis, who... Didn't play again tonight, but he's helped you at points this year. Having rookies that can play immediately. Hopefully a, a third-year leap from Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. I think Moses Moody probably has more of a right than Kaminga at that, that point to say that he's taken a third-year leap. But but again, that's why this, this, this loss is, is so stinging. Because there were a lot of things that went well for the Warriors tonight. Again, not in the second half, but... You're looking at four, pardon me, five double digit scores. You're looking at a nine man rotation that up and down was they out rebounded the Clippers. They had thirty-one assists. The Warriors had lost just one game so far this season when they racked up thirty or more assists. And that's kind of the magic number for Steve Kerr, right? Thirty assists. And a theme entering this game that I was curious about was whether or not Chris Paul's absence would allow the ball to move more. If the offense would be allowed to to move more freely, if the passing would be crisper, if they were able to play with pace, if they were able to get in transition. And we saw all of that for a little less than three quarters of this of this game. And then it was the Clippers that looked like they played with pace. It was the Clippers that pushed the ball and put the pressure on Golden State. So I want to step aside and, and come back One more break, and then we'll take you up until 5 o'clock here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Evan Giddings with you here on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570 is the number. On the other side, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you thought went wrong in this game. A quarter of the way now through the season, where are you at with the Golden State Warriors? And for the second time in a week, they blow a 20-plus point lead. That is the fifth and sixth time it has happened in the Steve Kerr era. And it happened in less than seven days. Back with more Warriors
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash
3: recommend today. Wrap up on the other side of 95.7 The Game.
1: Loose rebound. Moody goes up. No good. Chip Moody got it back. Falling down. He hit it. He was falling on his backside. He shot it as he was going down and scored it from right in front of the rim.
0: Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game.
3: That's what hurts, Sterling. I mean, that, that really is what hurts. I, w- I was ready to, to hop on Warriors Wrap-Up and, and talk about how amazing Moses Moody was, about how he was everywhere this game, about how Brandon Pachemski was giving you heart, was giving you hustle, about how Draymond Green played his best offensive game of the year, about how Klay Thompson hit some tough jump shots. But I can't because the Warriors blew a 22 point lead in the second half, after leading by as many 70 to 48. That was the score with 11:45, and it was downhill from there. And the Warriors, after losing 113 to 112 on Paul George's step back three pointer with nine seconds left, the first and final time that the Clippers led in this game here today. They are now two games below 500. Are the Golden State Warriors at just about the quarter mark of the season? 20 games in, they're nine and eleven. And I want to hear from you how you're feeling right now about where the Warriors are and how they are after this game. 888-957-9570 is the number I want you to call in. And uh, I, I I need some people to help me with this right now because that is a loss that following what happened in Sacramento is something that is impossible to sugarcoat. It's really hard to put a positive spin on that game despite some of the great things we saw from some of these players. But one person that, of course, might be able to help us is the head coach who, at least from what I was gathering on social media, actually had somewhat more of a positive spin on this game. Let's hear from Steve Kerr.
2: I was really pleased with the way we played. Um, You know, they got a talented team and um, they picked up the pressure, kept us off the three-point line in the second half. And... um, Uh, You know, I I liked the uh, the response to that. Um, To me, it felt like we deserved to win tonight. We took care of the ball. We kept them off the foul line. We showed poise when they made their runs. Uh, So this one hurts way more than the Sacramento game. Um, Sacramento game, we deserved to lose with all the um, crazy turnovers and fouling. Uh, This was a clean game that we played. Our guys brought spirit, effort, energy. so I like this version of our team. This is the team I expect going forward. But no question that this this hurts.
5: What What about the final minute? Do you like walk
2: back? Not really. You know we um, we we got the the clear path foul. Um, you know then we've got um, you know they got the the quick two for one, um, and so we took the time out and. Um, you know, if we if we were going to be able to get something quick, we were going to do it. If not, um, did the right thing. And Steph, I think, got about an 18 footer that uh, that he he can make, and he got to his spot. And sometimes the ball goes in, sometimes it doesn't. And then, uh, you know, down the stretch, it'd be nice if we could activate Paul and not, you know, not let him get the three. But he's Paul George. He's one of the best players in the league. And. Six eight and shoots it from way up here. You know, it's it's easier said than done. So um, I give the Clippers credit, and uh, I give our guys a ton of credit. It was a uh, it was a great fight and a, and a performance that um, we can use as. Uh, a blueprint for how we've got to play. We cannot turn it over. We can't foul. It's simple as that. We do that like we did tonight. We're going to be in great shape. I
3: noticed you also left the, the young
5: guys. I'm, I'm sorry. I noticed you also left like, the younger guys in there at the end, like showing trust and in Brandon and, yeah. and Moses a lot towards the end there. You, yeah. Was that important for you to do for those two guys?
2: Uh, I didn't do it for them. I did it for me. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, Brandon is uh, he's a, he's a baller, and. Uh, Moses has, has had a, a great season to this point and with um, you know, the injuries that we have with the guys out um, those, those are the best options
5: What was the kind of design for the last shot? Was it just that Yeah, yeah.
2: We wanted to make sure we got the ball into Steph's hands. They're so good switching with all that size. Uh, We wanted to make sure we got it into Steph's hands, and he made the right play. You know, Um, he got into the paint, and they they brought the double. And, you know, Draymond uh, got a good look. He made four threes tonight. Um, So you you live with that the second game in last week that you've won 20-plus-ish yeah. leads. Uh, is there anything in this? I know you said it's different than Sac, but is there anything different in this one that you can diagnose for as to why the offense sort of... Uh, I, again, I, t- tonight was more about uh, them than us. The Sacramento game felt more about us. Um, this was more the Clippers, um, you know, obviously they got an incredibly talented team and a great coach and they they made um, the adjustment to to come out in that kind of pseudo zone They were playing in the third quarter, which helped uh, I think keep us off the, the three-point line, and um, you, you know they're gonna make a run 48-minute game in the NBA. I mean um, on a team's home floor talented group they're gonna make a run and they made their run and uh, we, we kept um, holding them off and I think we led for 47 minutes and 52 seconds, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it, like I said, felt like um, felt like we deserved this one, but uh, it's the way it goes. But I'm uh, I'm I'm really hopeful that our team feels the what has to happen for us to be good. And tonight was was a good example of that. So uh, take care of it and and don't foul. That's you know that's simple as that.
3: I think it was actually 47 minutes and 51 seconds. Paul George hit that three with nine seconds left. That's all the time that it took for the L.A. Clippers. They had one lead, and they held it. 113-112 is the final you just heard from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr there, who is feeling, I think, like a lot of us felt, which is how did they lose that game? How did the Golden State Warriors fall in a game in which they played well? Like, and, and that is a little bit more damning than, than the Sacramento game because there, there's some expl- – again, he, you heard him. There's explanations for how you lose in Sacramento, which is two careless turnovers down the stretch of that game, You know, giving the, the Kings 20 free throws in the third quarter, fouling beyond all measure. Here tonight, it, it, it was, in a sense, about the Clippers, and I wonder how that makes you feel. 888-957-9570 is the number. Feel free to call in. It's the Comcast Business Text Line. Appreciate everyone looking at and checking us out on YouTube. But does it make you feel better hearing your head coach saying it was more about the other team in a 22-point collapse than it was about us? If you have what you believe is champ is championship players, if you have what you believe is a title core, then does it make you feel better hearing that the head coach of your team is essentially saying we got beat when we were up 20? It's it's kind of an interesting tone. And I, I, although I agree with it, I don't think it necessarily makes me feel great about where the Warriors are at. The fact that they were not able to maintain and be a better team over, this, over the course of the final, what, about... 33 minutes and 45 seconds, because that was the point at which they led 70-48, to 48, 15 seconds into this second half. I thought that was really interesting to hear from Steve Kerr in a game in which he said it, I, I didn't play the young guys for them. I played them for me. I played Brandon Pachemski and Moses Moody and finished that game with those two young guys for me. Now I think it was also kind of a necessity. Obviously, you're Dan Andrew Wiggins, and I think Brandon Pachemski once again earned the right to close that game. But in a game in which apparently there was such a fine line, you look at a missed free throw for Moses Moody. You look at, you know, Brandon Pachemski making one, you know, rookie mistake down the stretch. Those things matter, but I I can't place the blame at their feet. I'm more likely to look at a guy like Stephen Curry, who's been there before, who in the second half, I think, hit one or two shots. I mean, offensively, he could not get it going in the second half against a Clippers team that is long, that is lengthy, that is also veteran-laden, and that woke the hell up. I mean, the L.A. Clippers did take control of this game down the stretch, but I thought it was really interesting to hear Steve Kerr say, essentially, this was all because of them. It wasn't because of us. You know, they, we, we blew that game to Sacramento. We, we didn't blow this game against the Clippers. So if the Clippers took a game that the Warriors should have had, that they led by 22 points, and you still had Curry, Draymond, Clay, I thought Clay had some, some good spurts. He was able to provide another areas. Six rebounds, one of them offensive. Moses Moody grabbed three offensive boards tonight. Draymond Green had arguably his best game of the season. I thought he was a bully in the first half and taking advantage of a Clippers team that, to me, looked pretty lazy. 21 points, 9 rebounds, he hit 4 three-pointers, and I, I saw a stat earlier, I think, on NBC Sports Bay Area that the Warriors had only lost, I think, 4 games, or no, sorry, 2 games, in which Draymond Green had made 4 or more three-pointers. This is number 3. You know, I, I understand moving Dario Saric into the starting lineup to try and navigate some some two big situations in which it was Looney and Draymond again struggled tonight against a Clippers team that was able to spread them out. And then if you have non, two non-shooters on the floor, you can kind of dismiss one. You know, Jonathan Kaminga tonight, I know he was a plus five. He might have had the dunk of the season. <laughs> Just threw it down on Daniel Tice um, on what was a beautiful back cut. And that, that was also kind of a theme for the Warriors here today. They were able to get a lot of back cuts, they were able to take advantage of of a couple of Clippers' defense that I thought was lackadaisical at times, but then defensively, the Clippers were able to to lock in, and offensively, they were able to impose their will on the Warriors. And that's where, as much as I I loved what I saw from the young players in this game, and I thought there were great contributions, specifically from Moody Pachemsky, and even 16 minutes from Kaminga tonight. The Warriors. Big three, the Warriors stars in this game could not close. They could not get it done in the fourth quarter when they needed them to. I mean, you just look up and down. And the final basket that the Warriors that the Warriors scored, I mean, you gotta go all the way back to five twenty-two. The final field goal that a Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, or Steph Curry combination made, and that was one hundred two ninety-seven. Draymond Green made a driving layup on a Curry assist, and that was the final basket. I know Curry had a couple of free throws, but it it came down to the stars, and the stars of the Clippers in the final five minutes of this basketball game were better than the stars of the Warriors, and the Warriors aren't at a point in their season now, 9-11, and 11, in which moral victories, to me, quite frankly, matter a whole lot. If and when they were six and two, and they lost on the road to Denver, and they lost by three, I I, mean, I, I didn't think that loss was necessarily in, encouraging because you still lost the game. But I, I don't know if they had Draymond Green for that game. You know, it was it was on the road against the defending champs. Like that's a loss you could kind of turn and spin into a moral victory. There's no moral victory here. You lost by one point. The Clippers led for ten seconds in this basketball game and the Warriors were up by 20 or more. This one absolutely hurts. And I do want to get to our our hardest worker of the game, and I want to hear from him in just a second, because to me, it was Draymond Green. I thought he was the hardest worker in this game, maybe not down the stretch, but over the course of this game, he was absolutely fantastic. And the hardest worker of the game is brought to you by Alameda County Sheriff's Office. Let me start that over again. The hardest worker of the game is brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office. Who works hard to serve the community? If you're looking for a career in law enforcement, learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. And to me, it is Draymond Green. I thought he was everywhere on both ends of the court. I know he was hitting threes at his first 20-point game of the season, a season-high 21 points on the game in 32 minutes. But I also thought he was good defensively, being able to cover up in the first half for a lot of other plays. He was moving around. He was navigating. He was directing traffic. And I thought he also pushed the pace. So, to me, Draymond Green is the hardest worker in this game. Again, brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office. And here is Draymond Green after the game.
5: shot felt great. felt amazing. I think Russ might have hit a piece of it, uh, which is why I felt a little short. But it felt good. How good does the shot feel right now? I think you're near 50% from three. Oh, it feels great. Um, you know, just trying to shoot it with confidence. Shoot the ones that's there. Yeah. Um, not overthink it, but I put a lot of work in on my shot, you know. So, I think the main thing for me is just going into it and shooting it when it's there, taking the shot. You know, being a basketball player, I think has been my main focus. You know, um, taking what the defense gives me and just playing off of that. How does this loss feel compared to the Sacramento loss? Ah, uh, well, loss is a loss. You know, I think Sacramento, we were reeling and we were figuring it out. I think we're reeling now, you know, and I think if I, you know, think, think about the second half, I don't think we did anything necessarily that bad, you know, they made plays, um, you know, James got going a bit, Kawhi got going a bit, PG got going a bit, and they made plays, you know, so... I think uh, if we want to nitpick at something, we could have did a better job defending without fouling in the third quarter. And we did a great job in the first half defending without fouling, which allowed our offense to go, which allowed us to play freely. In the third quarter, we stopped the game a little bit, and not only are you putting them at the foul line and, and getting easy baskets, but they got three titans, you know, and you're allowing them to rest, and you know you allow those guys to rest and get their legs and. So different beats you have to deal with then, and so I think we did a bit of that in the second half, which was able to get them going, but, you know, not going to sit here, and, you know, it's, I think we're headed in the right direction. Uh, you just, you know, I think um, you got to learn how to win, too, though. Like, every year, you know, groups are different, and each year, that particular group has to learn how to win, and, you know that's tested a bit, especially with the guys we got out. Especially CP is a key cog, in when it comes down to winning time, you know, and and so we gotta figure that out. And I have no doubt that we will because we got guys that know how to win. It's just about putting it together.
3: That was Draymond Green after the one thirteen one twelve loss in Los Angeles. Golden State Warriors fall to nine and eleven now. Twenty games through the season. At Crypto.com Arena. My name is Evan Giddings. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. If you want to chime in, 888 9570 is the number Comcast business text line for the 408 season. Not lost yet, but they don't look dominant. Uh, I would argue tonight they didn't look anywhere near to dominant in the second half. And that's kind of what is concerning when you hear Steve Kerr say, this was about the Clippers taking the game. And even Draymond Green, which... I don't often hear Draymond do, not, don't get me wrong, Draymond Green will give credit where credit is due, but he doesn't necessarily concede. And in a game in which you led by as many as you did, it's interesting to me to hear both the head coach as well as one of the the star players and a guy who played very well tonight um, kind of talk about how the Titans, in his words, of Kawhi and PG and James Harden, they were able to essentially dictate the tempo of a basketball game in which you controlled for half of it. They were able to steal it back, and steal it back to the point in which they could eclipse a 20-plus point lead. The final shot is something we can go back and forth about, but it wasn't a good look. And to have Stephen Curry take the shot in that spot is probably what you want, but you could also argue that Steph Curry had a chance to ice the game 10 seconds prior, and he got a good look, but it didn't go in. And so, are, are, are fans feeling like the Warriors now are, you know, a, a make or miss team that they, that they need help to win these games? Because Draymond also said something I thought was interesting about how the Warriors are a team that right now needs to learn how to win. Well, I, I thought that was the whole point of having and leaning into a veteran laden group one led by curry clay and dre who were just understandably and appropriately honored on thursday for all of their accomplishments in golden state but each and every year you have to relearn how to win that's something that i'm i'm not too sure i necessarily agree with if you have the right concoction if you have the right combination and i'll just point to to the stat that I called out earlier from the Associated Press. The Warriors under Steve Kerr before this week were 288-4 in regular season and playoff games in which they led by 20 or more points. So this is a group that has learned how to win, that knows how to win. But this season, for whatever reason you could talk about of its age, if it's the rest of the league catching up, if it's because they ran out of gas, they have not learned how to win this year yet. Or I shouldn't say learn how to win, but they have not shown us that they've learned how to close. And that is a major concern that I have at this point now, a quarter of the way through the season. Now, by the time we're midway through the year, and they're able to figure out how to close games, and they're able to figure out, in Draymond's words, how to win, I'll be feeling much better. But it's hard for me to feel that way or even look that way right now after the diametrically opposed performances from Tuesday to Thursday now to Saturday. This is a team that has been up, that has been down, and right now, unfortunately, the Valleys feel a little bit lower than the peaks. Let's go out to Petaluma, where Jim wants to talk about Clay Thompson. What's up, Jim? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up with Evan Giddings. How are you?
4: Hey there, Evan. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, Well, actually, I'm not doing well. That was a devastating loss. And I think a lot of it has to do, and I... I love this guy, but Clay Thompson, with his injuries, it's finally caught up, in my opinion. Um, his lateral motion off the ball is terrible. His lateral motion defending is not good. And even though he can still put up a three now and then, and he's a, a contributor, and he's a real, real gamer, I just think he's finally lost that that edge. And I saw tonight when he was up against Qu- Kawhi Leonard, and he couldn't – he just could not stay with the man. And uh, then with Paul George on the last shot, the same thing. Um, it's just a thought. I don't know if I'm right. I just – that's an opinion just from observation.
3: Appreciate it, Jim. That's Jim Adam Petaluma. I mean, look, I think there's concerns to go around a lot uh, here tonight. Uh, but by the way, involving Clay Thompson is – or extending the three-point line highlight of the game. Kaminga comes up, screens for Clay. Looney screens for Clay. Clay takes a three off the dribble. It's good. Clay Thompson from downtown.
1: His fourth three of the night. And the Clippers call timeout. Clay Thompson, much like Curry in the first half, has put the Warriors
5: on
3: his back. And that, that's one of the reasons why I thought Clay Thompson was not the lone man at fault tonight, is because I think offensively he did do what he could to kind of dig the Warriors out of a a swirling spiral in which the Clippers repeatedly dug their way back into this game and then, of course, eventually won. By the way, extending the three-point line is brought to you by West Coast Men's Health. Successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain, visit westcoastmenshealth.com. Evan Giddings with you on Warriors Wrap-Up, 888-957-9570. Some final thoughts... As we wind this thing down towards five o'clock after the Warriors lose to the Los Angeles Clippers in LA, 113, 112. The Warriors are now nine and eleven. They are a five hundred road team. The Clippers, meanwhile, are also moving towards five hundred. They are nine and ten and now six and three at home. And the Warriors are, are looking for they're looking for a closer. And you would hope that Stephen Curry could be that guy on a night like tonight. Unfortunately, he wasn't. Now, he was on Thursday, but in the second half, I mean, we're we're talking about Klay Thompson matched up on Kawhi Leonard. I thought, and and look, Kawhi Leonard's going to give buckets at different points in the game to a lot of different people. And, in fact, Klay Thompson, on Thursday, he stripped Kawhi. And earlier tonight, or today, I should say, I I thought he had some good possessions against Kawhi. But, of course, it didn't matter down the stretch of that game. I just thought the Warriors defensively in the final minute, they took their foot off the gas pedal. I mean, there were two easy baskets, one of which was scored by Leonard at the rim, the other by James Harden, in which the defense just kind of opened up. And I did not think that defensively the Warriors, like when your offense is sputtering and you're struggling to create quality offensive possessions, it doesn't help if you're taking the ball out of the basket. And that's something else that Draymond mentioned in his postgame, the fact that the free throws, and they gave the Clippers eight of them, in the third quarter, they slowed the game down. And that's the kind of game that the Clippers want to play. They want to play in the half court because that's where their players are better. They don't want to play in transition. The Warriors wanted to play with pace tonight. And when they did, they were moving up and down the court. They were having fun. They were getting down in the hardwood. They were hitting threes. They were blocking shots. They were moving the ball up the court. They, in the first half, played with pace. And they played a Golden State Warriors-branded basketball that is conducive to success. In the second half, there was not enough of that. Not nearly enough of that. And whether it's because the the Clippers dictated it or the Warriors were unable to maintain it. There are concerns right now about this team that they're going to have to solve. That they're going to have to fix. And especially on a night in which the majority of the roster, I thought, played pretty well. So uh, there's no easy way around this. The Warriors right now, I don't believe, are in free fall but they're certainly not looking like this ship is going to be righted in the immediate. They have a lot of work to do, as they did after the Sacramento game. And then they won on Thursday. And that's why one of my thoughts in Warriors Live was, in order to kind of legitimize that win, I did feel like the Warriors, look, they were underdogs tonight, or today. They, they were not favored to win this game, but they had every opportunity to do so. And they couldn't. And that's why the, the win on Thursday I do have to look at with a little bit of a side-eye now because they weren't able to repeat it. They weren't able to do what they did at the beginning of this year, which was stack victories. And from 5-1, and one, then to 6-2, and two, then they lost six in a row. And now it feels like a win, a loss, a win, a loss. And, and these wins are not necessarily defining victories. They're not putting away opponents and they're letting, when they are up in games, opponents back into the game, even in some of these wins. Against the Clippers on Thursday, they led by 18. The Clippers cut it to four in the second half. Not to say that, uh, you know, that that counts as a loss. But again, when you're kind of seesawing between victory and defeat, these kind of games can happen. And I think the Warriors are in a position now to where they have to pick up W's and and they have to find a way to get back above 500, And this would have been a great opportunity to take a step in that direction. So they'll be back at it on Wednesday against the Portland Trailblazers. And that, of course, is courtesy of the fact that they're not playing in the in-season tournament. So a chance to take down a Portland Trailblazers team that, as they stand right now, are near the bottom of the West. They are a team that's also reeling a bit. So hopefully a, a, a get-right opportunity game for the Warriors, who right now are 9-11, and and they are just outside 11th place the Portland Trail Blazers are in 12th place in the Western Conference though they are 6 and 12 so a couple of games separate the Warriors and the Blazers who come to town to take on the Warriors at Chase Center. That's going to be a 7 o'clock tip. Warriors live Wednesday evening at 6 o'clock. Tim Roy's got you at 6.30, and the course has you every single Warriors game on 95.7, the game, so we're looking forward to that. That'll do it for this version of Warriors wrap-up after the Warriors again fall to the Clippers. They blow a 22-point lead, and they are now two games below five hundred. A big thank you to Sterling Bennett, who is working just tirelessly behind the glass here today. A big thank you earlier to Dan Devone hosted Warriors this week with, along with Warriors Live. And my name is Evan Giddings, saying so long from the 95.7 The Game Studios, where one one more time, the Warriors fall to the L.A. Clippers. Final score, 113-112. we got to find a way to get this thing back on track. Hopefully they can get it done on Wednesday. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you in a couple days. Take it easy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive
0: Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.